0: Off with the nugget this morning. Glory to God. The most costly thing, the most costly thing God ever did, the most costly thing God ever did was to love. One more time, the most costly thing God ever did was to love you and me. Amen, glory to God. That is a good nugget, you can keep that one flourishing. Amen, thank you, Lord. Well, before we get started, I have to share something with you. And this is specifically for Brian. This is about Alaska, your trip to Alaska, okay? two men went hunting in alaska suddenly one yelled out grizzly the other looked up to see a grizzly bear charging him to his friends amazement the first started frantically putting on his tennis shoes what are you doing don't you know you can't outrun the grizzly bear his friend reply was I don't have to outrun the grizzly bear, I just have to outrun you. <laughs> so bring your tennis shoes, right? <laughs> or bring a big gun. <laughs> okay. Father, we praise you and we just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, that you open each and every one of our eyes. To, to a greater understanding, Father God. We ask, Lord, as we receive the word, Father God, each and every one of us, Father God, will receive a revelation, Father God, that will set us on fire, that we may go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, today, glory to God, in our fast-paced society, developing true friendships is becoming increasingly harder to establish. Everyone seems to have their own agenda. Being very busy with too little time allotted for anything else. Hello, I know some of you out there are workaholics, okay. Too often their priority is pursuing their independent goals that leads to neglecting family and friends. So if you'll turn with me to the Old Testament and find the book of Ecclesiastics, right after Proverbs, Ecclesiastics chapter 4. That's Ecclesiastics chapter 4. And we will begin with verse 9. Ecclesiastics chapter 4, verse 9. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they shall have heat. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken glory to god hallelujah Uh, the true marks of a friend is that they'll be with you in every season amen Uh, let me read this this way one of the true marks of a friend is that there is there when, oh boy, it's spitting words out already. Okay, <laughs> I can't even read my own writing. One of the true marks of a friend is that he is there when there is a reason. And there, and then being there when it becomes a sacrifice. So a person might, might you know, I'm not getting this over tonight, today. <laughs> Okay, let's let's. I'm going let's let's say so there. Here's some sayings about friendships. One who multiplies your joys and divides your griefs. One who understands your silence. A true friend wants nothing for himself. A true friend helps you when you're down. A friend is one who strengthens you with his prayers, blesses you with his love, and encourages you with his hope. A friend is someone who believes in you when you have ceased believing in yourself. Think about these. These are pretty good. A friend is somebody who is there when you call and sometimes even there before you call. Oh, if you're looking for the title, it's friendship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Point. Friendship, in in a biblical sense, is putting your friend's needs and cares above your own. It's better to give yourself to others than expect than to expect others to give to you. Now, all these this little phrase here, sayings about friendship. Do they apply to you? Are you on the giving end or the receiving end? So, uh, let's now turn to the book of Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, uh, Starting with verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Well, glory to God. That's some good news. Beginning verse 18. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with palsy and sought means to bring him in, to lay him before him. And when they could not find by way that they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and laid him down through the tiling with his couch in the midst before Jesus, and when, they saw their, when he saw their faith, he said unto the, him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered, answering said unto them, What reason ye be in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, "Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, "Rise up and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power to heal uh, power on earth to, to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy couch, and go and go to thy house, and immediately he rose up before the them, and took up that thereupon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Hallelujah, glory to God. And they were all amazed, and they all glorified God, and were were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Glory to God. Well, that's the story of the paralytic paralytic man, or the palsy man. And these four men, or four gentlemen, saw that their friend had a desperate need. Their friend had a desperate need. They wanted to bring their friend to Jesus. But the crowds were so large that they couldn't get in, so they climbed up on the roof and tore the roof apart. Hallelujah. These these friends cared enough. To overcome every obstacle to bring their friend to know the Lord. How many friends do you have that need some help? That you're willing to go the extra mile? Whoa. Think about that. Sometimes in your life you face circumstances beyond your control. And it's at that time you need a true friend. I mean, you know, something happens, you need a true fin- friend to help you out. And uh, let's go to Proverbs. We're going to be jumping around all over the place today. Proverbs chapter 12. Verse 25, that's Proverbs twelve twenty-five From the Amplified, anxiety... In a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. So as a friend, you can encourage someone just with your words. Of course, you could encourage them with your actions also. But you need, we need to encourage people when you see them down. Whoa. A true friend is someone who provides emotional or physical help in this cold, desolate world. A real friend is someone who will fight to protect your reputation. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's, let's return to the book of uh, Ecclesiastics again. We'll go to uh, chapter 3 this time. Ecclesiastics chapter 3. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 3, looking at verse 12. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be glad and to get and to do good as long as they live. So we need to go out there and do something. Protect them. Amen? Okay. Okay. Now, aren't we called, in the, uh, called to the army of God? Are you not in, in a, uh, a unit? You are the Green Berets or, or the Navy SEALs. You are top. So that he knows that you will volunteer. A lot of volunteers out there. <laughs> Don't be like the Army, have, have them volunteer for you. You need to step forward. Okay? Okay, in biblical times, uh, soldiers would pair up uh, in battle before battle. They pair up. Uh, They would get somebody that they could count on. I mean, this is buddy system. Okay, and when they get into battle, they would be back to back. One guy, and they would be. Actually, back to back, holding, you know, you, you know nobody's going to get your back because your buddy's back there. Amen? Glory to God. And so when the enemy would come, they'd come, come to the backside, your, your buddy's going to take care of your backside. Same thing as you're going to take care of the, his backside, okay? Uh, friends, never s- stab a friend in the back. They guard your back. So know that the friend that you have should be able to guard your back. Always be there, okay? Back up, uh, back, back up to Proverbs again. And you want to go to Proverbs chapter 17 this time. Glory to God. Look at verse 17. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loveth at all times, and, and a brother is born for adversity. From the Amplified, it says the same. A friend loves at all time, times, and is, and is born as a brother for, for av- adversity. Glory to God, hallelujah. We need friends. You and I need friends. Glory to God, hallelujah. Guess what? You're going to get out early, early, early again. My wife says, no, no. Okay. We're going to look at uh, friendships, and then we're going to top it off with a question. Friendship is built on frequency. In order to have a friend, you have to be uh, know them pretty well, frequency, okay? It means you've got to be around them quite a bit. So uh, let's see what uh, Hebrews chap- chapter 10 says. These things I'm going to say are going to allude to friendship. Okay, in Hebrews chapter ten, looking at verse twenty-five, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as some, uh, some, why, but exhorting one another, and so much more. As you see the day approaching, so our, your frequency. We need to come together. Amen. Meeting, coming to place, uh, a good meeting place, it's church. You know, your friendship, you should have strong friendship in churches or in the church. They should be your strongest friends, okay? Acts chapter 2. You get get a chance to do that tonight. There's different areas. In Acts chapter 2 this time. I don't in Acts chapter 2, verse, looking at verse 46, and they continually daily, and, and they continually daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meals with gladness and singleness of heart. Well, so there, there's, that, there's that frequency there. It's daily. You need to have a friend that's daily. Breaking bread, you know, around around the table, you have a good conversation. You should have a good conversation. I mean, you know, this is great food, you know. Yeah. thank you for cooking it and thank you for preparing it. You know, Let me help you with the dishes and the, you know. I mean, this this is around the table. They're in one accord. They become in one accord in everything they did. They shared meals. They went to church together. Okay. Uh, let's now go to 2 Timothy. In 2 Timothy we see, glory to God. Like I said, you're going to exercise your fingers this morning. Second Timothy chapter 2. Uh, the beginning of the verse doesn't sound too good. That's verse 22, but we will read it anyway. Flee also youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Uh, from the amplified and pursue righteousness with all all that is virtuous and good, right living, conformity to the will of God in thought, word and deed, and aim at the purse of faith or pursue faith. love and peace, harmony. And concord with others in fellowship with all Christians who call upon the Lord out of one pure heart. Glory to God. So, there should be some enjoyment. We need to have some enjoyment when you get together. When you're, when you're together. Amen? Glory to God. Are you having a good time? Do you have a good time with your friends? Boy, you're a somber crowd this morning. All right. Is it because the fog rolled in? It's going to burn off. See, it's burning off right now, so you can cheer up. Okay. Okay, now let's go to Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter, chapter 12, that was frequency, getting together, enjoying one another, sharing together. That's frequency. Now, we need, we need to have some friendship, should have some authenticity. Authenticity, and again. Romans chapter 12, looking at verse 9, let love be without dissemination. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. So, it needs that. We, our, our friendship should ha- be centered in love. Glory to God. Our friendship should be centered in love. How, how, how are you going to develop that a little bit more? Well, here's a good way of, of developing your love for your friendships. Go to James chapter 5. I don't think too many people do this one. I'll read the first part, and then you raise your hand if you heard somebody tell you this. Okay. Verse 16. That's uh, James 16. James 16. James five 16. I'm good today. It says, confess your faults one to another. How many, how many have confessed your faults one to another? You know, I've been telling my, my life story the last few weeks. <laughs> Boy, y'all, you know, all my bad habits. <laughs> it says, Confess your faults one another and pray for one another. I'm glad you're praying for all my faults, removing them. Amen. That you may be healed. Effective, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So glory to God. Your authenticity, authenticity. <laughs> It's to pray for one another. You're showing your love for one another. Glory to God. If you're not praying for your, your, for your, for your friends, something's wrong. Hello. Wow. So friendship is uh, built on frequency. Frequency, how you ga- gather together. Uh, authenticity, your, your love for love and, and, and caring about somebody else, your friend. And now we go to back to the book of Ecclesiastics, and this time we're going to go to chapter 4, Proverbs. Maybe I'll get one of those, get my electronic device up here, I Go instead of going through there just, you guys, I mean, you're there before I get, Proverbs, uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastics chapter 4, We've read it earlier. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, he, for he hath not another one to help him up. So, reaching out. We need to reach out. And when you reach out to someone that shows that you have some maturity. You know. Are you reaching out to that lonesome i'll put it this way that lonesome dove that christian that that nobody else is kind of walking them, welcome them in you know they're out there by themselves are you welcome? or are you the uh, show if you are welcoming walking welcome them in <laughs> it shows that you are have some maturity cuz I don't know about you, but when I was, here we go again. I'm going to tell myself. When I was younger, my folks, we moved from quite a bit. I remember going to school. I mean, you know, as a kid, you know, you get in those desks. And uh, when you're new in school, people kind of look at you. And uh, they kind of look at you strange if if you're, the you know. You look a little different than most of them, so they're not... And they're kind of hesitant to get around you. Well, how do what do kids do when they see somebody different? <laughs> you know, and you're you're feeling worse. That's childish, okay? But same situation when when a, a new Christian comes in. And oftentimes we go, oh, you know, look at that. they, uh, they part their hair the wrong way. They don't. Have, they must be colorblind because look at the clothes they wear. I mean. We are picking them apart instead of having some maturity and wrapping our arms around. What, what happens when, when someone just gets born again? Are they perfect in your eyes? Well, they're still smoking, they're still drinking. And Hey, that's, that's up to the Lord to take care of. You, our job is to have some maturity and love them and bring them in. Share with them, not saying, well, oh, this is what the Bible says, and you got to quit doing that." No, that's not it. You know, let God. That's the Holy Spirit's job, but most of us don't do that. We are, you know, if you know, if you go to this church, you got to do this. Thing. No, let, let let the Holy Spirit work. You work in love. That individual may not, you know, be the loveliest person. They might come from a rough background. Hello. Well, I don't. I don't want to go around him. But, you know, he looks pretty rough, or she looks pretty rough. You know, they'll think I'm one of those. You know, hey, that's wrong. And we all have done it. <clears throat> Look at the heads bow. All eyes closed. <laughs> okay, so we need to reach out to people. We need to reach out to these people. That shows our maturity. If we're not reaching out to those that are, are you know, a little bit different, and in the style, of dress they have, or their haircut, or maybe their mannerisms, you know, they maybe have not um, been taught proper etiquette, you know, when I met the wife, boy, she thought I was a nutcase, you know, my my manners weren't the best, but she loved me, that's how she got me, she loved me. Okay, this is how we're gonna get those that are on the outside after they get born again. We've got to bring them in with love. Not, you know, do correction. That's not that's not our job. Hello. Okay, let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter 10 this time. This is still on maturity. We need to friendship is built on maturity. We need to have mature thoughts about other people. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 10. Looking at verse 24, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Glory to God. From the Amplified, it says, And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Sounds like you're using love there. Studying how we may stir up, uh, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities are we doing that with with those are you mature enough to do that if we're not we need to pray we need to pray change me lord not change them but change me where i can be a blessing to that individual (laughs) you know uh... Tell myself again uh, when I was driving a school bus, I had the privilege I really I, I enjoyed these these children where these were the handicapped kids I mean and and the degree of their Mental abilities were at different stages, and you had to work with each one a little bit differently. And for some, they were a little bit more mature; they understood things better. And other ones were a little bit har- harder to deal with. But you, and then you had all of them in a the school bus, all different. I mean, these kids are different. And some are, you know, when I say uh, handicapped kids, some, my kids were out, these were out of high school. And my kids range from maybe from 17 to 80. These are kids, I mean, and 80-year-olds were sometimes more childish than the other ones. And you have to work with them. And you had to Allow them to have some flow. And if you saw something, it was. I had to break up two groups because they were. You know, when they come in, they want to sit sit in the same seats. <laughs> you know, this is my seat. Now this is my seat. So you get. So I assign. I had to assign these this two groups to their seats and say, "You've got the best seat I can." They can't bother you. This is, I had you you can't they can't bother you. And this is the best seat because you get to see what I see, you know, all this and you know, they ate it up. Because you gave them special I, they thought they were getting special privileges. <laughs> they they were getting special privilege, but you were bringing a continuity. This is what we got to do when we have others that are not quite mature like i said if you get a newborn christian and they're doing some things you can't just knock them on head. you know You, you have to bring them in you have to give them some leeway until they have developed and as they read the word as they hear the word they will change and hopefully it's quick but you know some of them are still You know, we're 40 years old and and the Lord, we're still drinking milk, you know, we haven't got to the meat yet. But, you know, we we have to still work with these individuals. Amen? So we have to have some maturity. We need to provoke one another to good works. Are you helping the other person out? Are you helping that person out? Oh, some of you are thinking, ah... I can help them out of... I'll put them in the back seat and close the door. No, Okay? Now, we, we, we have to show some maturity. It's up to us. We have to change to help them understand where they're at to bring them up to a, to a higher level. Or it might be the other way around. God is teaching us that we need to come up to a higher level to understand them. Hello. Okay, that's maturity. Okay, next one is found just in that same area. Go back to the book of Titus. That's right in front of Hebrews. Let's go to the book of Titus, and we'll go to the third chapter. And friendship is not only uh, built on frequency, authenticity, maturity, but it's built on courtesy. Courtesy. We need to have courtesy. Uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 2 says, Speak evils of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Verse 2 from the Amplified says, um, To slander or abuse or speak evil of no one, to avoid being contentious, to be forbearing, yielding, gentle, and uh, conciliatory, and to show unqualified courtesy towards everybody. Well, that, to me, that also shows a sign of mat- maturity. But you need to be courtesy, cur- have show courtesy to to others. Being a friend, gentle, meek, courteous, and some of us have are wanting patience in our life. Maybe this individual has been put in your life to build your patience up. You know, my, my, my patience is, is being built up in the grocery lines. <laughs> it happened again the other day. <laughs> got in line. You got, what, seven or eight check stands. And it's a busy time, and they only have two check stands open, you know. And and you're busy trying to get home. Try, you know, I got to get this for the. You know, just got to get home, you know. And you're waiting and waiting, and somebody comes out there. Can't have that, or the, put it across that thing on the. For the grocery, you know bing bing, you know, it doesn't say a thing. So they get on the phone, go check, they call somebody's name, go check this out and lane aisle for whatever it is and tell me what the cost is. You know, and then you're waiting there and you look at the line that that you could have gone in, it's moving. We have to be courteous. Come on, get out of the way. I was I was courteous this morning. I waited. I hit every red light coming in. <laughs> it's bad news. Yeah. Then you get behind somebody, the light turns green. You've been waiting there, and, it, and they don't move. Yeah. When when I worked for PG&E, coming off graveyards, there, there was a guy that asked. There was. A, signal light about 5 miles away from the plant and it, you go either straight or or turn to the left there was no i mean right there's no left turn and he would get there and if you weren't in front of him and he's and he's on a graveyard he would fall asleep at that light and, <laughs> and people would honk the horns you just had to get it and it was you know it was a you know, one lane, both ways, and he was You could see his head That only happened to me one time. That was here, on Blosser. Blosser and Bediravia, you know, where, where uh, McDonald's is. I was there, I, I went out. <laughs> and I I guess I caught, caught on maybe sleeping with my eyes open. This car, car went zooming by the other direction. Oh, it must be a good time to go. I took off. Fortunately, nobody was behind me, so maybe I was there for a while. I told you I'm telling you my history. None of you have ever done that. I, she says, not that. You fall asleep with the TV, thinking you're in remote, you're in, let go. Oh, glory to God. Okay. That is, again, we have to be, what? We have to be yielding, gentle. Okay. Uh, we're still on courtesy. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. And in Romans chapter 12, let's see what, the, what we, we are to do. Romans chapter 12, we're talking about courtesy now. Romans chapter 12, looking at verse 10, it says, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Oh boy. <laughs> verse 12 from the Amplified Rejoice and exult in hope. Be steadfast and patient in suffering, in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Some of us need to have that going. Amen. To have courtesy, we need to excel in showing respect to others by doing those things. How many are praying? Well, you need to pray more. Amen. Okay, so we have got frequency, authenticity, maturity, courtesy. The next one is found in Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4. Oops. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 4. Friendship is built on honesty. you be honest. You got to be able to speak the truth to one another. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. I'll read it from the uh, King James first. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things that, which is the head, even Christ. From the Amplified, Rather let our lives lovingly express truth, in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfold in love, let us grow up in every way, and in all things, unto, into Him who is the head, of, even Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So, we have to have honesty, glory to God, Oh, we can't have those uh, fishermen tails. I've got, I caught a fish yay, big. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think all of us have a tendency sometimes uh, to stretch the truth. (laughs) Some of you are shaking your head now, I never stretch a (laughs) truth. I guess, then you're not honest with yourselves. <laughs> Come on. We all kind of stretch the truth. I, I was the best in class, you know. I could have said, you know, I got I got second place racing my car the other day. Which is true. I didn't, I didn't fight or anything, but there's only two cars in my class. Okay, so. You know, I got second place. That, you sound, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. But you only find that means I took last in my class. You see what I'm saying? I stretched the truth. You didn't know that until I said there's only two cars entered and I took second, that means I took in last. You know, if, if there's 15 cars, you know, I could say, you know, you know, I did well, I took second place. So we stretch the truth sometimes. We've got to be honest, you know. So I won't tell you where I come in from now on when I run the car. <laughs> okay, Proverbs. Go to Proverbs chapter twenty-four. Oh, you're learning a lot about me, aren't these lately? I won't have to tell a word about myself. Because... And Proverbs chapter twenty-four this time. On Proverbs 24, looking at verse 26, it says, Let every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. Glory to God. We, there's, there's honesty there. Um, honesty is a sign of friendship. That's uh, Proverbs chapter 24, 26. It says, uh, he ki- from the amplifier he kisses lips and wins the hearts of men who gives a right answer. That's honesty, okay? So we need to have some honesty with our friends. We can't, you know, your friend should know all your bad habits so he can pray or she can pray about them. And you, when you know their bad habits. Uh, let me pray for you on that. Or will you pray for me on this? No. We should be honest with one another. Hello. Think about, Think about it. Okay. Let's now turn to the book of Colossians. And we want to find the third chapter of Colossians. In Colossians chapter 3. Friendship also is built on mercy. Mercy, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so ye shall also forgive. So we need to have some mercy. Some of us are not too happy about that. Mercy, having mercy upon somebody. That person stole my parking space. I'll I'll show them. I remember... Uh, when I I I actually took driver's ed when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, this person, you know, the, the instructor was telling us how to drive. I got to drive a '58 Chevrolet at that time. <laughs> anyway, this person, you know, we're coming up to where we're we're learning to parallel parallel park. This person comes zooming up, z- took the spot that we were supposed, to, you know. And so, <laughs> so my instructor says. Back up a little bit, back up a little bit more. We got behind. And then he says, okay, now pull all the way forward. Don't just almost tap their bumper and set the brake, and they'll never get out. I mean, this case. <laughs> <laughs> That's not mercy. That's not showing that person mercy. Uh, oh, you had some, had some good times, you know, <laughs> you're looking back. Yeah. Well, we couldn't wait because you know we, they were teach He was teaching us how to drive. So release the brake, back out. And we'll try it someplace else. But he didn't have mercy. Well, we need to have mercy when when things happen. Oh wow! Let's go back to Proverbs chapter uh, Proverbs, and we'll find the book. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16. We're getting close at the end. Yes, you will get out early. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the sun's out. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 28. We've looked at frequency, authenticity, Maturity, courtesy, honesty, mercy. And in 28, Proverbs 16, 28, says, A forward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separates chiefs of friends. So in other words, we need to have some confidentiality. Comp- Thank you. <laughs> we need that. You know, when you, you share something with, with a friend, it shouldn't be broadcast all over the place you know, it's not like the game, you know, we all played that game, we all got in a circle. And the first person whispers something in the second person's ear and that and it goes in the next, that second person whispers something to the third and the third, the fourth, it goes around and the end person says what? Exactly what you said? No, it's blown out of proportion. We need to have friends that keep their Mouths shut, and pray about the situation. Not, not say something, and then pray about it. <laughs> well, let me pray about that. I'll let me. Can I pray about that with uh, with so and so about this? No, that's not keeping the confidentiality. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. And if you, if you have a good friend, they'll keep it to themselves. Glory to God. Okay, let's uh, go back to uh, New Testament and find Titus once again, the book of Titus. That T section of your Bible. Titus chapter 3 again. Looking at verse 10, that's Titus 3.10, and from the anthology, As for a man who is fetishish, A heretic, sectarian, and causes of divisions after admonishing him in the first and second time, reject him from your fellowship and have nothing more to do with him. In other words, hey, if your friend is, uh, if that's a friend that's giving away everything that uh, you tell them, uh, it's time to kind of cut that relationship off unless you can really feel you can change them. A lot of people are gonna say something behind your back to get, uh, use it as leverage over you or to put you down to make you look lower in other people's eyes. You don't want that. Remember, you're a soldier and you have a partner and that partner is going to watch your back, not stab your back. Okay. so flee from that such a per, such a person okay we got uh, frequency I'm going authenticity maturity courtesy honesty mercy confidentially and now we go to first peter find first peter we'll look at the very next one glory to god hallelujah first first peter chapter 5 looking at verse 5. That's verse five, 1 Peter 5, 5. Likewise be ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility. Glory to God. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So we need to have humility. Your friend, you ought to have humility. Your friendship should have humility in it. We need to clothe ourselves, it says, in humility. Glory to God. That means uh, we need to inspect ourselves according to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew real quick. Matthew chapter 7. Oh. Who thought all these things about uh, friendship? have some of these and you can add others as they come to your mind um, in Matthew chapter 7 well let's start with verse 1 judge not that you may not be judged for with judgment ye judge ye shall be judged and with what measure ye shall meet ye shall be measured to you again Verse 3, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam in thy own eye? In other words, humility. Inspect yourself. Inspect yourself before you um, judge your friend. Inspect yourself. We need to inspect ourselves. Don't jump, jump to conclusions. Okay. Friendship is, okay, this is the last one. After humility, the next one is friendship is built upon unity. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. In First Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 10. First 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. Glory to God. Do we need to have unity? Your friendship should have a unity. You you should be able to enjoy one another. Okay, Um, Have no divisions be perfectly joined together. In other words, there's no backbiting, no gossiping, no whispering or complaining is allowed in your friendship. Glory to God. How do you measure up this morning just looking at these things? Would the friend are you using your friendship to develop others or Or others are trying to develop you, okay? In James chapter 3, in James chapter 3, pardon me, James chapter 2. James chapter 3, that 2, pardon me again, and verse 23, it says... And the scripture was fulfilled with Seth, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Well, I, I would say that uh, the things that we talk about were all God's attributes, and Abraham just got to walk in with it amen okay now let's turn now to the book of Luke going to Luke chapter 10 We're talking about friendships, or friends. Okay, let's look at this. This is, this is taking it out, really out of a context in some aspects. But what would a friend do? Beginning in verse 25, that's Luke 10, 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what, will, what shall I do to inherit uh, eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in, in the law? How readest thou? And he said, and he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. Do this, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Uh-oh. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Good friend. What was he? He was a priest. Well, aren't we all called priests and kings unto God? I'm going to lay it down on us all. We're called priests and kings unto God. He's talking about us here. Verse 31. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. And likewise a Levi, when he was at the, at the place, came and looked on him. Wow, that guy's beaten up. He looks like... He just looks like it. And passed by on the other side. Wow. Well, that's somebody else's problem. He'll get a friend someplace else. But a certain... Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, Came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. What was one of the things that we saw that a that a uh, friend friendship had what was the compassion. And he went unto him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him. Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, I will come again, and I will repay thee. Verse 36. Now which of these three thinkest thou was a neighbor, or a friend to him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showeth mercy upon him. And Jesus said unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. as We need to show Friendship. Mercy, compassion to the those that uh, may not live up to our standard, the first two were in that man's standard. The priest and the Levite were in that man's standard because the Samaritan was completely someone different. so what, we, what are you doing to your, what, what are you doing to your brothers and sisters in the Lord? Does it take somebody else that is not a a Christian, to help that individual out? Where's the help? Where's your help? Where's your calling? We, we all have that calling. He said, what, what, he, what was the last words that, words that Jesus said? Go and do likewise. Fulfill the commandment. Love thy brother. Hello, glory to God. Well, you almost got out of here. well, you are out of here a little bit early. Hmm? That's what's the question. Are you doing are you are you a good friend to those within your own assembly? Your brothers and sisters in the Lord? Are you showing that friendship like like we should? Because maybe Maybe that friend is not to your level of maturity, but their maturity might be higher than yours in another area. You need, we still need to reach out to one another that we will rise up together and not say, well, forget you, you know. Um, it's not for me to do. It's for us to do. We're all in the body of Christ. That means... How many t- has ever taken a hammer, I don't know, maybe your girls have never, Mike knows this, taken a hammer and banged your thumb or your finger? And what did you do to that thumb or finger? You held it, you caressed it, you put water on it, you, you did something to, to, to what? Help it out. Well, maybe your brother's and sister's Lord is needing some help. And we just can't say, well, forget you, you're not part of me, it is part of you. We need to mend each other's wounds. Okay. Well, let's all stand. Hallelujah, glory to God. We'll get, all of us get to meet Patrick